Hi guys, this is Watching People Cook, Master Chef, Season 10, Episode 8 and 9. I'm Pepper Proxy. And I'm David. And today we're going to talk about cooking. Crying. Divorces. <laughs> um, and tantrums. And tantrums. Yeah, a, a lot of stuff happened. Um, and, but of course, first we start with a really long advertisement for Joe's restaurant. Well, we do get that for sure. Um, Osteria Matza. Oh, um, I thought it was Ponderosa Matza. <laughs> so it was like I, a st- one of those old fashioned steakhouses kind of place. I have to say, um, I, I thought I had, I, I thought I maybe ate there but I, or I've eaten there, but I don't think it is. I think the one I ate at was um, Nancy Sil. What's her name? The one who wears all the barrettes in her hair? Oh, yeah. yeah I, 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 I've been to her yeah. place. It's actually really good. So anyway, um, one of the things that excited me the most was um, uh, when they said, um, we only have 16 cooks left. And then I heard it was like a there's going to be a tag team. I said, maybe it'll be a double elimination. And I got really excited. And it was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still we 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 said this before the show, but I'm still not sold on this uh, double splitting every episode into two for two full size episodes. I agree. I think that if this was just a one hour episode, it would be one of the best in the history of the show because it was a. I mean, the content was good. Yeah, and but I also have to say the first episode was fine. It was fine. Well, it's funny that... And then the second episode was great, Yeah, but it was still too long. Yeah. I think it's funny that you called it a commercial for Joe's Restaurant because I wrote down, um, we start with a team challenge, or as I would call it, a cast iron commercial. Yeah, well, that as well. (laughs) That as well. Um, So we hear Dorian says she hates team challenges. She doesn't like to put her fate in others' hands, which is kind of like a foreshadowing. Um, so we have the two captains um, picked. They get to go visit Joe's restaurant. Um, and the captains are Michael from the blue team and Nick from the red team. And Joe drives him there in his cool car. And calls them boys like multiple times, which I was like, ooh, that's not Come so Come on, great. boys. Yeah, it was, it was kind of like, weird. He's like, he could be sexy Suba and whatever. He's a jazzy Joe in his car. That was yeah. what he said. And I was like, I don't know. Suba's not going to be the one that goes. But. No. Yeah, of course. No. It was Michael and Nick. Um, and um, they learn um, from Liz, who is, I think it, she's the um, chef at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't remember what her uh, actual title was. So she does a demo for a raviolo, which, as most people know at this point, it's the... Um, uh, giant ravioli with the egg yolk that runs and ricotta yeah. filling with a brown um, butter sage sauce. So it's been around for a long time. I don't think it's that. They try to pretend like it's a really tough dish to make, but I don't think it's really that hard to make. Well, I just think it's it's um, it's so visual that it works well for all of these shows. Yeah, I agree. So when they want to have a challenge and it has an easy yes, no question that the viewer can see versus someone tasting yeah. it so that's why they like yeah, it. yeah for sure yeah because the the there's a visual element to the yolk of course gross by the way and then the brown butter as well 
Um, then she also demos the. It's, it's the lava cake of pasta. <laughs> it, to- it totally is. It oozes. Um, she also demonstrates um, a lamb rack with tahini marinade. Um, and she makes a point to say it's heavily seasoned and then dumps like a quarter of a cup of salt on the rack. Um, and then Tasmanian sea trout with lentils and red cabbage. We also learned that um, mush is bad when it comes to lentils, which, In yeah, this dish. Yeah, um, of course it would be. But sometimes mushy lentils are good in other dishes. Yeah. Um, so the red team is led um, by Nick, Renee Bree, Micah, um, who's wearing a t-shirt. I don't, they don't show him a lot, but he's one, a ringer. You can tell by the language he uses, I, in my opinion. Um, and um, two, he's wearing a t-shirt with, I think, little parrots all over it during his talking head sake segment which made me excited because it's like oh maybe he got some fashion tips from matthew from (laughs) (laughs) the juniors he he is younger (laughs) than most of the people yeah he he is a younger guy um jamie fred wuta on katura round out the rest of the team i I didn't remember who nick was until they cut away to him in his harvard shirt then i was like oh it's the harvard guy because i was like did they just insert some new person in here and they're pretending he's been on the whole time then i was like oh it's that harvard kid yeah and he's not that old either um i think mike micah and maybe nick are the youngest in the competition Bree's pretty young too um and then the blue team is led by um, michael like we said liz suba dorian sarah sherry noah and sam kind of round out the rest of their team um so um, when we go to the judging, um, they do it by dishes. So they first pull up the raviolo from the red team. Um, and the judges say they like the way it looks, um, but it's maybe a little too dark. But it has good yolk. It takes tastes delicious. And maybe then Joe starts talking about dosing. <laughs> well, it was they just used too much seasoning. Yeah, he's too much nutmeg, but I yeah. thought it was like interesting. He said it was dosed. Um, um, and then, uh, unfortunately, the blue team did not have as much success. Um, and we and Sherry um, learns that she probably should have followed her instinct instead of listening to her um, coach or the, the team leader because um, the judges. Um, say you know it was supposed to be brown butter and I wrote down blonde butter um, so they totally failed at the raviolo I I have to say uh, Michael did say one thing that really bugged me when they were setting the teams he's like well when I when I flip houses I don't pick up a hammer I tell other people to hammer and I was thinking yeah that's a bad look because I know I mean I manage people all the time and it's like you know, you support people as much as you can, but if you can pick up the slack and get you gotta projects pick up done, the hammer sometimes. You pick up the hammer and, sometimes yeah, and work. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so I just was like, that's an odd management statement. Yeah, it's a, it was kind of a weird kind of ego slash confidence kind of thing. It just seemed kind of interesting. Yeah, it was odd. Yeah, it was odd. Um, and then we um, have the red team pull up their lamb. Um, they liked the way that it was, um, sliced, 
but it the cook was inconsistent from portion to portion and it was a little rare the broccolini was undercooked on the red team um but had good good citrus um and then the blue team um had good plating and char um on the lamb it was delicious um and joe said it was um spot on and i think noah cooked that i think so yeah he's it seems like noah's good with the protein yeah and i think he's also like during this these two episodes he still is very um uh vocal and very confident but it kind of seems like he's dialed that back a little bit which gives me hope that now that he's maybe more comfortable he's becoming more like he really is versus like that overconfident one-liner kind of guy yeah and but they do say he talks constantly yes that's what sarah said she's like we're not going to have any issue this is a foreshadow as well but we're not going to have any issues with um our communication on our team because so, I but I'm, I'm betting a couple of the other people were like you just you got to listen more yeah because it, it is they do so many team challenges and and um you do sometimes have to like step into the background on those team challenges and just do some Thing that you're never going to get credit for just to make sure that the team wins yeah and i also think that sometimes it's good just to like um support and when and kind of like encourage and say yes 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 and you're doing a good job on that lamb or what have you versus being really directive all the time um so then we go to um the red team for their final dish um, which is the fish. Mm-hmm. And Nick was so smart to put um, Jamie, who, again, another person that I forgot that I like so much, but he's the fisherman, um, who wears the the baseball cap that looks like a USPS baseball cap. That's not a bad thing. No. I kind of like that. And side note, Forever 21 did a collaboration. I think it was Forever 21 did a collaboration with USPS. Really? Yeah, they have like um, uh, at least a t-shirt that says Priority. Yeah. They did like a collaboration with Cheetos and a couple other brands, but I was intrigued by the USPS collaboration. <laughs> um, so uh, he impressed Joe with his cast iron cookery. Yeah. Um, and then when Joe is tasting it, he says, no comment. And then there's a commercial, um, or there's a commercial, like there's a cliffhanger. Um, but then Joe goes on to comment and says that it's hard to tell the difference between his, this dish and the dish that Liz, um, his chef cooked back at the restaurant. Yeah. And, and, um, total, totally, um, multiple people yelling to use a cast iron pan for this. They've, they didn't quite say use a Lodge brand trademark cast iron pan, but they might as well. Yeah, they, this seems almost seems like instead of one particular company um, sponsoring the show, it's the <laughs> cast iron pan industry. industry as a whole. Like when they used to do, you know, the the other white meat commercial. <laughs> Pork, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, it's that kind of commercial for cast iron pans because it's like, aren't you going to use the cast iron? Although they did point out one negative, which is um, that when you use the nonstick pan, it's easier sometimes to get things off of the pan. So when they were cooking the fish skin, 
uh, I think it was Noah kept saying that skin's going to stick to the pan. Well, what I find interesting is they're not... Um, Gordon is a huge proponent of nonstick. He yeah. really is. Like yeah. He's talked about it in his other shows. And yeah. he's like, why wouldn't you use a tool that helps, uh, you know, makes yeah. your food better? So he definitely is supportive of the nonstick. But it seems like they don't have much nonstick in the kitchen because it's stainless steel. Or it's cast iron, and that's where the other team fails. Um, so the blue team is has tried three different types. So maybe they did have a nonstick, a stainless, and a cast iron. But the fish is overcooked. There are too many lentils, and they're like super mushy. Subo cooked those. Um, Joe says they have a lot of issues. It looks like the salmon, salmon, salmon um, that Sam cooked is canned. <laughs> what looked like canned salmon they said yeah but the um Arone, i liked Arone. uh he had the best comment which is you have possibly four and a four ounces of fish with two and a half ounces of lint underneath it and i was like <laughs> what are you talking about yeah. like that's crazy just say it's out of proportion yeah. it's like he's like he's like weighing them in his head and doing yeah. like that math thing you do when you try and figure out how much a dish Isn't costs. Isn't that called and... chism bop with your fingers? I mean, he's doing some, like the, he was doing some chism bop. the 60s yeah. and 70s? I remember. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought that Aron was pretty quiet this this, this week. Um, Sam looked totally exhausted. Like, I don't think he's used to failing. I don't think that man is used to failing. So he was, he was pretty, um, he was pretty bad yes yeah okay so then we get a jeremy jeremy renner jeep commercial in the middle of all this I made which you, we talked about for like 10 minutes well i made you look up from your notes because i was like <laughs> jeremy renner's on tour selling jeeps which all seems crazy to me i didn't realize there was such a jeremy renner fan club well you know i used to be the leader of it like what 15 years ago and then I stopped. Yeah. Hard stop. You on fell that. off the renter wagon. Hard, hard fall. <laughs> hard fall off the renter wagon. Which, and I, it was just, it was a really odd commercial. Yeah. So for people who use their DVR for the show, absolutely think it might be worth watching this commercial because it's super, super odd. Yeah. It's him on tour with his band and he flirts with a couple ladies in a Jeep. And then all of a sudden he's driving a Jeep in front of the tour bus and then he takes off through some marshlands yeah and then he ends up at the place where they're playing but the tour bus is already there yeah and he pops up on stage and then and he just starts quietly yeah. quietly singing so he didn't do any rehearsal <laughs> or anything he just let everyone else do it and they were all like where's jeremy yeah or, or if, uh, i think they maybe call him jer i think they maybe the... call him mr renner oh mr renner. well um we're not sponsored by jeep by the way or lodge cast iron but give us a call um we're open <laughs> <laughs> to sponsors. Okay, so um, obviously the red team is safe. Yeah. I think they even said that. They were like, well, we all know who won. <laughs> right? I think, I think Joe literally said, yeah. we all know who yeah, won. Yeah, this isn't yeah. hard. Yeah. Um, so um, then we go to the second night, um, and we are in the elimination challenge. Um, so it's called the um, Tag Team Elimination Challenge, but Gordon called it the Tag Team Meltdown um, later in the um, episode. 
And we learn at this point, two people are going home. Yay! I know. And, and they showed um, Michael and they put real estate flipper under his name again. And I was thinking that that would be a good sequel to that old 1960s dolphin TV show, Real Estate Flipper. They could have the dolphin <laughs> showing seaside properties. Aww. It's Real Estate Flipper. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, sorry. Um, <laughs> so... The other thing is, did you know that mahi-mahi is also called dolphin fish? But it's not dolphin. Right. I, I understand why they don't want to call it dolphin fish. They changed it. The... Well, because, you know, pork was originally called koala meat. <laughs> but people, for some reason, didn't want to eat it. <laughs> Aw, aren't koalas so cute? They're adorable. What do they like to eat? Eucalyptus. Koalas eat eucalyptus. Pandas eat bamboo. <laughs> it's true. Oh, okay, so um, Nick, because he was the leader of the winning um, team, he gets to pick the teams because it's a tag team um, challenge. And then Renee, who used to be my favorite and now is probably my least favorite, um, that that's I could fluctuate, but not a fan she says hell is a burning like of sulfur and then i was like i don't understand what that means and then i realized she was saying lake um but it was kind of it just kind of seemed weird and out of context um so the the two the teams get 75 minutes to make a platter of global inspired appetizers and i i this is one of those challenges which they do on all the food shows every once in a while where um i don't know if it's completable unless you were i mean if you practiced and you were a professional cook yeah. you could definitely do it but this is not one where they expect anyone to do everything perfectly especially in tag teams like i think yeah. one person doing it by themselves could in 75 it. minutes do seven yeah i do think that would be possible but it's also tough when you have so many different pro like so many proteins that need to cook at different right. temps like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's pretty tough but they they didn't the, the idea is no one's going to be perfect they want them to come up with an imperfect right. plate of uh, platter of food yeah yeah, for sure. So um, the thing that was weird to me is they said it's global inspired. They have little flags in the food, but then they don't use the t technical terms of the food. So like they said, oh, one of the one of the things is a Filipino spring roll, but I think that's called um, lumpia. Like, so I don't understand why they wouldn't just say lumpia and and it maybe explain what that was at first. Um, then there are samosas from India, um, meatballs from Italy. And then, okay, so fish ta tacos from Mexico. And how funny was it that Aron made Gordon actually laugh out loud because he got so excited about fish tacos in Mexico in general? Yeah. I liked that. Yeah. I thought it was really cute. Um, and then um, kebabs, like Middle Eastern kebabs, but then they don't call them kebabs. They just call them um, skewers. Which was interesting. And then they're also challenged with coming up with their own seventh dish. Yeah. Which I also want to say at this point at the beginning when they introduce the dishes, Liz says, I'm from the Midwest, so I've tasted all these dishes, but I've never made any of them. And That's I'll, crazy town to I me. I was like, the only thing I could think is you've never made meatballs? Crazy town to me. Yeah, yeah, I was just, it, I mean, like, I, I could see, like, well, I've made tacos, but I haven't made fish tacos. Or I've made, yeah. I've, I've never made a dumpling 
before or or an egg roll or whatever but i'm just like you've never made a meatball before yeah or, and she's like an event planner yeah i mean right she's an event pl- so you're like well you would at least like know what if you're from the midwest like maybe a pierogi like who like but it was very troubling it, it was odd yeah. because and and also the the thing from you know being from the midwest is at least you would know how to cook like a meatloaf kind of right. thing so it's not yeah. it's not super complicated well regardless of where you're from if you're going on a cooking show it wouldn't matter if you're from like uh, the backwoods like if you are going on a cooking show i would think you'd have some skills if you're selected based on yeah your, and we are from the midwest yeah absolutely proudly from the midwest um, but also proudly living in the Pacific Northwest for many, many years. Okay, so the teams, we have Sherry and Sam, um, and they choose, and you know I love Sherry, um, they choose their slider as their seventh dish, um, which I'm like, oh, <laughs> which, okay. Which for the seventh dish, I do have to say, people were assigning themselves work, so... The least amount of work with the maximum amount of flavor is the strategy I would have gone for for the seventh dish. Yeah, I just not. I'm not so sure how global or easy a slider is. Right. Um. But I would have picked like uh, flaming hot Doritos if they were in the <laughs> easy. Open the bag. There you go. Maybe a little dollop of sour cream to dip in, because they always like dipping sauce or sauce on the don't, side. Don't don't put sriracha in a in a dish and claim you made a sauce man joe is harsh and i he was back to being harsh joe i thought mm-hmm. this was the joe episode though this week was joe's week well they advertised his ponderosa matzo <laughs> and then, <laughs> then then they let him just wander around and yell at people yeah and they're like yeah you can be mean again i think all that mario batali stuff is blown over you can get back to your role of being kind of the tough critic mm-hmm Okay, so um, back to Sherry and Sam. Sherry is so nice and is being a good coach, according to the peanut gallery. Um, and I agree. Like, I think Sherry is a genuinely nice, nice woman. Um, they are shown str- they sh- they struggle, um, and then they end up um, deciding not to make their seventh dish at all, the slider at all. They nix it, um, and then. Um, Sherry says that her the tray is doomsday, which is kind of not good. No, when you mention hell and doomsday in the same episode, <laughs> yeah, it's not good. So no. part of it is their their pot sticker is totally raw. Um, their um, lumpia is good. The tacos okay. Um, the meatball is very good, but didn't get to cook in the sauce long enough. Nobody's did. Um, and the, uh, the kebabs are cooked well, but it's incomplete. Mm-hmm. Okay. Should we talk about Dorian and Suba next? Well, which the, my favorite quote about them was Fred when he said, <laughs> this is like watching your parents get a divorce. <laughs> Which, I started singing D-I-V-O-R-C. He was standing up there once again in his sleeveless sweatshirt. Watching I love his par- him. Watching his parents get a dis- divorce down there. And reacting as if they were his mom and dad. Absolutely. Did you see Fred? Like, I couldn't take my eyes off Fred when they were showing them. Because, whenever they go up to the peanut gallery. Because at one point, he walks 
to the side of the, the gallery that is off camera, he turns around and he's like, I can't watch this anymore. And just kind of walks away because it seems like he's having so much anxiety. Yeah. Love that and guy. I do want to say, um, I also would not want to be um, paired with, with Suba. With Suba. But um, I also, in any team challenge, wouldn't start off with by saying this is sabotage, sabotage in front of the person that I was going to be teamed with. And yeah. it's to Suba's credit that he kept it together. And I know he was super flustered after that. I think his feelings were hurt. It seemed like yeah. his feelings were hurt. And Dorian seems like a um, really nice woman. She's still one of my favorites, or she yeah. still was one of my favorites. But I just felt like that was pretty harsh for well, her to say that. And And I also have to say... Suba would have been better off instead of saying positive attitude, positive attitude, saying, you really hurt my feelings. Yes. And I want to be here as much as you yeah. do. What do we need to do yeah. to get through this? Because you are making me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. He, or, he's and, definitely internalizes a lot. And it seemed yeah. like um, he dissociated uh, through a lot of it. Absolutely. Because she was saying very specific things to him. And he wasn't able to focus enough to even he wasn't yeah. he wasn't in his body no for that's a lot what of I that and yeah. and and he's usually kind of uh, pokey in yeah. the kitchen like he he doesn't he isn't somebody that has like a strict yeah list of things he's gonna do which is not he's not bad. a huge multitasker no. he likes to like focus on yeah. one thing and and that's not time. a bad way to be no. it's just a personality type yeah. and so that's not even a diss on him and so. But I don't think he was present after a certain point there. I didn't think so either. And knowing, being a person that has had that same thing in the past, it to me, I was just like, I felt so bad for Dorian too. Yeah, oh, of course. But I was just like, oh my gosh, when she said this is sabotage, he this is just reeling in his head. Yeah. And he's like thinking about that and wanting to, like, I could just see him talking himself through externally i need to like present right. this way but internally i think he was just reeling from that comment right and and but i and and not i i i definitely don't think she should have made that comment like i don't think that was a helpful comment no. for her to make but for another person it maybe they would have been able to brush it off sooner and address if it if they had been able but that's the whole that yeah. was where the communication breakdown happened yeah. because she went from a 0 to a 10 yes and then he went from probably like yes. a positive eight to a zero. Yes. Because he didn't want to react at all. Yes. Which is a, also a terrible way to be. I agree. And so anyway, it was, but it was difficult to watch. It was but difficult, but it's also really entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I also loved the peanut gallery's reaction to this team. Katura. I could see her wanting to physically jump off yes. that balcony yeah. and partner with Dorian. Like she, she was giving more um, feedback and in, in, in constructive feedback to Dorian yeah. and coaching Dorian more than Suba was, um, which I kind of like to see that dynamic between the, the two women, like kind of yeah. Couture supporting her. But I also felt like the editors were being so, somewhat manipulative because it seemed like they wanted us to really be vested in Dorian. And there was no need because I already was. 
Um, but I kind of felt like it was at the um, disservice of Suba. Yeah, because I mean, and I I'm going to spoil this just be. I mean, I know we're good hitting there anyway, but they they were the second best. Yeah. It, so yeah. so Suba had to have done a lot of things correctly, even if he was pokey and unresponsive and not present. He had to have done at least the prep well. Well, and, and the dishes that he, the uh, um the samosa, I think he was yeah. in charge of. Um, so yeah, I agree. Um, they also made a coconut crusted shrimp for their seventh dish, which was his. which was smart to do because shrimp cooks very fast. But poor, like I, I again, like I, I feel, I felt for Suba. I really felt for Dorian because yeah. she just like she also was having like an emotional reaction at the other end of the spectrum. Um, So man, that's a tough, that's a tough team to put together. My my two favorite quotes from her during the, the cook though, were um, Suba started giving her advice on something. And it was, uh, I think the, uh, the pork egg roll. And she's like, I'm making meatballs. (laughs) Which just like screamed it. And then she tried to tell Suba something about what he was making. And he didn't respond. And he didn't do anything that she had asked. She didn't acknowledge it. It was the tortilla, way. maybe. And she said, my wig is about to come off. I know. I know. And I was laughing. I was laughing, but that's, I mean, that's ser- that's a serious statement for a woman. Yeah. <laughs> my wig is yeah. about to come off. Because yeah. her head was exploding. Exploding. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So you know, you also you already said it, but they are the second best, and it did feel like when they were up on the balcony, um, uh, Dorian was trying to like have like physical contact with Suba and like hug him, but he still seemed like he was shut well, down. He he whispered to her positive attitude, like yeah, on that's the way not up great. the stairs. Yeah, but I that that is one of those things where. It's, it's kind of mansplaining. Well, it's just, to me, it's like, it's not acknowledging what happened. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, that's more, what you. I think you're more accurate than what I just said. Um, but the other thing was, at, at their judging, I do think that the judges went pretty easy on them, because it seemed like a shit show, um, the cook. And then um, they say, when the Supa and Dorian are standing there, what are you waiting for? A glass of wine? Yeah. And then Suba and Dorian which, screw up. Which shows how, how out of it they both were. Yeah. They weren't even following like the producers things or the obvious the directions or the yeah. obvious cues that they just know how to do in the show. They were both just like staring at them and then they're like, You gotta go back. It was good television. It was though, good I television to say. though. It was I know really and, good television. Yeah. And and I have to say, I the uh, if you were dating Dorian and you came home and you saw that look in her eye, I would just close the door and just go back out, and just because she when she has that look in her eye, like she, I think she has that switch that flicks yeah. in her head, and it's like I don't think I it, she didn't seem like she was in control because she knew she didn't seem like she was in control, but Suba didn't seem like he no, was in control no, either. Hundred percent. It felt like extreme. Both of them were having. Polar opposite reactions to the stress and their environment. Yeah. Equal. Equally bad. Yeah. Yeah. One was like hypersensitive and one was shut down. Yeah. Which, ugh. So anyway, I I thought that was great television. Um, The next team is Noah and Sarah. 
Um, and I, that seemed like a crazy team to me because it almost seemed like the producer said, said to, um, was it Nick? Yeah, Nick. Nick, well, you can pick the teams, but make sure Noah and Sarah are on yeah. the same team because we don't want them to go home. Yeah. Um, because they seem like the two, two of the strongest. Um, Noah says, the other thing, Noah says he might yell at Sarah a little because he doesn't kick women. So he out said of, she can kick my ass. Yeah. So out of context, that seemed kind of bad. But within context of fine. what was being yeah. said, it was okay. Um, they also, I thought the other thing that was so funny is much like when I cook, they're prepping giant quantities of food to the point where one of the judges, um, says to Noah, you only need to make three portions. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Cause they're making full dishes. Exactly. They decide to make lamb as their seventh dish. Um, I said that they work well together. Yeah, and it's Sarah's husband's favorite, she said, the, the lamb thing. So it's something she cooks all yeah. the time. And I think it's also one of those set and leave on the grill kind of dishes yeah. where you probably flip it once. So it it even though it cooks for a long time, it's pretty simple yeah. to make. So um, Gordon says the presentation is a bit of a mess, but they get good feedback from the judges. Um, and then they say um, they, they're the best dish of the night, but far from great. Yeah, which no one would be great at. No, I think that out of all of them, their platter would be the one that I'd feel the safest trying. How yeah. about you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, and the stuff they missed was like, there's no sauce on this. Because they, yeah. they didn't do, I think it was salsa and a dipping sauce. Yeah. Like they left off extraneous things rather yeah. than the core thing. And they got everything on yeah. the plate. So, yeah. Um, and then the last team is Liz and Michael. Um, their seventh dish is a shrimp tempura with ponzu sauce, um, which I thought that was a good idea yeah. because it's a quick cook and it still fits in the global, um, you know, cause it's kind of from Japan, but, um, the global thematic, um, they don't really show them very much cooking, um, but they sure have a lot to say during the judging. Yeah. It, and the, what they did show during the cooking was... Um, them being really slow, I think, and methodical. Yeah. It's the polite way, but just kind of not, because it, that's kind of what it ended up happening. Yeah, as well as Sherry and Sam were really slow. Oh, they were, they were a full step behind everybody Yeah, else. that's what somebody on yeah, the yeah, yeah, said. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're not lockstep. Um, so it, the judges didn't like their dishes. According to Micah, Micah who's a ringer, I'm going to say it again. Um, he's from Ann Arbor, Michigan. <laughs> he said it was brutal. Yeah. It kind of seemed brutal. Yeah, it looked brutal. I mean, I, I, they didn't even taste some of the stuff. Well, their food was raw. Um, there was raw pork in a... You can't eat raw... You, there's no, I think it's trichinosis, or at least that's what my mom used to say. Like some disease you get from raw pork. So she would cook it for hours, um, like a pork chop. Not good either. Um, so I think you can eat pink pork, but I would be more careful about pink ground pork. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't know. I, I definitely would not have eaten their food well the judges couldn't didn't eat even it. the exterior of their dumpling looked uncooked to yeah. me like and gordon ramsay just touched it and he was like the outside's cold i can only imagine the I, i'm reading his mind he didn't yeah. say it 
Well, what Joe did say was, please respect our intelligence and don't bring us crap. Yeah. Well, they just put sriracha in a thing and called it a sauce. Yeah. And he was sriracha like, hmm. and soy or something. Yeah. Um, so the bottom teams are Liz and Michael, as we talked about, and Sherry and Sam. And even though Sherry and Sam failed to make their seventh dish, Liz and Michael's was so bad, um, they're sent home. Yeah. But I do think that Michael's fiance is probably still proud of him. Sure. And Liz... I really liked her. It seems yeah. like she's going through maybe a life-changing process in her like personal life. And I just wish her so, I wish her well because more power to you, Liz. It's not easy. And she's coming out of her shell yeah. and she's uh, being in public and yes. she's talking about emotional issues yes. and what's going on with her. And um, she's obviously really good because it's not like she got kicked off the first episode of MasterChef. So it's, you know, good good on her. That's what I think, too. I'm like, she should be so proud of herself. But she should also have made a meatball before. (laughs) You think? (laughs) Okay, so um, next week we get a wedding. And it's going to be serious because the chefs all wear their chef whites. Right. Yeah. And and it's a previous uh, previous contestant on MasterChef is getting married by Gordon Ramsay on the show, and the one clip they showed is the groom saying this is raw. Do I think Joe? I remember. Okay, so I I remember him. You know how you don't maybe remember somebody's name or you vaguely, but you just remember the feeling. Mm-hmm. I had, when they showed him, I had a feeling of like happiness and joy. So he was a contestant in the past that I really liked. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, any more thoughts on, um, uh, Lodge Cast Iron or Jeep and Jeremy Renner? (laughs) Um, (laughs) I, I I would buy a Lodge Cast Iron pan. You have. But I would not buy a Jeep. Based Wait on their, a minute. Based on their association with Jeremy Renner. Okay, because, you know, I have to support Jeep because, you know, it was one of the only industries from where I come from, my roots. From Toledo? From Toledo, Ohio. So, would you want Gordon Ramsay to marry you? I I prefer to be married to you, David. No, but I'm saying mar- perform the ceremony. Um... I would I wouldn't because I think the ceremony we had was most spectacular. Well, let's let's leave that as a cliffhanger okay. for the next episode. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> but um if Gordon Ramsay did marry you, you could have uh an egg stuffed uh ravioli themed wedding. Yum. <laughs> Bye.